Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core number 122. We are here to talk about Marvel's secret invasion. My name is yes. Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, Hello. how are you? I'm doing good. I'm happy to have a new Marvel show to talk about. Yeah, we got a good one to talk about. Well, one that I've been not, anticipating. Right. At I thought least. that there are bad ones. It's not like oh man i gotta talk about what if who's making me do this but there is something special about secret invasion right down to when you look at it on disney plus it lists the genre as spy slash espionage before it lists superhero and i love that i love that that's what its focus is exactly i i think for me part of that is also it like the comic that it borrows its name from was kind of a big deal when that hit in like in the comic book world. It, it was a Marvel event book, just like Civil War was uh, st- stuff like that. So I think just the, the 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 cachet behind the name is just like, oh, secret invasion. Oh, yeah. oh OK, this is a big de- deal here. Uh, right. And it's not necessarily like this is the captain marvel show this is the miss marvel show this is the hawkeye right it it, it is it seems more like an event Mm -hmm. that is happening it's not just about one character yeah this is going to it already has repercussions reaching back to things from like 12 years ago and reaching who knows how far into the future exactly exactly uh so yeah i think the series as a whole there's six episodes planned uh let me pull up the wikipedia so i'm not talking out of my booty uh yeah six episodes uh over the next couple weeks here uh this first one uh happens to be written by kyle bradstreet and brian tucker uh i'm not familiar with brian tucker um but kyle bradstreet uh wrote one of my favorite shows mr robot uh, yes. So right off the bat has some some good pedigree uh, with that. Um, but yeah, Secret Invasion, episode one. Melissa, what are your thoughts? Big surprises here. Big surprises right off the bat. And I think it's got a good emotional core to it. Mm-hmm. I like that this show could just it's just about the friendship. Uh, well, among other things, it's not just about this. But I like the focus on the friendship between the secret Nick Fury invasion and- was the f- f- friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, Sorry, the focus continue. on the friendship between Nick Fury and 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 Talos, yeah. uh, just these two uh, adult men being being good friends, you know, and, and in a way, sure we've had that before, but with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but mm-hmm. I like it. I like that they're taking time amidst all the espionage and mystery and paranoia for these two to just be there for each other to banter in this really like naturalistic way like the two of them are making jabs at each other and then maria hill is like hey let's get to work and i'm like that's (laughs) let them have it (laughs) they're getting their work done let them talk to each other this this doesn't have to be a quiet classroom activity there you go good stuff Good stuff. Yeah, I I thought this got off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, th- just immediately, this feels very different than the rest of the Marvel shows, which is 
unfortunately also a line that i feel like i've said with every single marvel <laughs> show uh which i i you know I, I i don't think that's a bad thing i i i, I take back unfortunately i like that they are trying different things they feel like they're in different genres um or, or the, their, their inspirations are pulling on different things i like that um but even like like this show compared to the other Marvel shows that are out there, I feel like this one feels much more mature. It it feels yeah. like it's not the I mean, it probably still will be. But this first episode feels more like, oh, this is like the the born trilogy like that's the stuff they're pulling on rather than like the family like let's all go to the movies on sunday afternoon and see what's <laughs> yes. uh, right which sometimes the mcu can kind of feel like uh which is not a mm. bad thing yeah but, it's it's got a space for everybody it's just that in this space yes. you're going to be extremely worried and there won't be like an object that turns humorously large thanks to pym technology <laughs> Well, you never know. Six more episodes, right? Um, <laughs> Big scroll. That is yeah. the season finale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it It just it it feels like it's not like that. I think was maybe one of my critiques of the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is that it just kind of felt like every other standard Marvel thing out there. Mm. Uh, whereas. That this, if anything, feels more like Winter Soldier, but it still like there's not much of that in the MCU. Like my my stuff of like it feels like the, the, like this or it feels like that is stuff that's not in the MCU, and that's mm. something I've hoped that kind of they would have been exploring a little bit more by now already. Um, this is what I, I say when like I like I, I don't feel like superhero fatigue is really all that much of a thing if they ex if they really lean into these genres. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think this is nailing it because just immediately it's there. There's lingo and jargon and it's g g g g going 90 miles an hour. It's already tense. It's already paranoid. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just it, like there's no like slow build up to something that we're already in the thick of it. And I love that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I yeah, I am absolutely loving this indeed. <laughs> yeah, we've got big surprises. We the episode starts with um, agent agent Martin Freeman getting getting shot and then he turns back into a scroll and it's like, how long was he like that? Uh, from what point has he been a scroll? Is it just since we last left that character at the end of Wakanda forever? Is it yeah, somebody who just know. took his identity like that morning? I, it's it's unclear yet. There's nothing specifically I, hinting at the the one you've always known has been a scroll. Well, but that you never know what direction they could go in. With the comics, is that there's there's I, I don't want to spoil too much for the comics. If anyone wants to go ch ch check them out, I will say that uh, the people over at Marvel told the like directors and, and and stuff like don't don't read the actual comics while you're making this show because this has nothing to do with the comics except for the n n name. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, like th they, 
it that was kind of the feeling with those comics is that anyone could have been a scroll for as long as you knew them like yeah maybe spider-man got captured back in the 80s and <gasps> was replaced like that that is what they were insinuating uh with that and there is a moment in the comics where yeah there's like a big re- reveal that not everyone is who they say they are uh i mean there, there's there's a few smaller ones of that but there's like a big momentous one where it's just like oh my god like this goes a lot deeper than we thought it's there's a ton of people that are not who they say they are um and that like that's the thing is sometimes they're sleeper agents and they didn't know that they were like that was just the idea like they had their mind wiped of like all scroll stuff so yeah everett ross could have been a scroll for some time right which Um, the other thing we just recently learned about him is that he used to be married to val and i know val has also been at the top of people's lists of possible scrolls and -hmm. you have the question of uh how long has everett ross been a scroll if he's been a scroll the whole time, is Val also a scroll? Were they both scrolls? Did each of them know the other one was a scroll? Did she have like a human husband? And then she's like, I wish I had a scroll copy of him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that. I, I I think we will get some answers to questions like that as the show continues. Um, my one piece of evidence that he might have been there at least for some time. I don't know exactly how much some in air quotes <laughs> means exactly, but yeah. I don't think it, it was like he became him this morning or this week is that he has the like communicator watch thing that goes mm. directly to Maria Hill's car. Um, and, and, and like, how, how do you get that technology or how do you get that number if you haven't been embedded in that mm-hmm. position for mm-hmm. some time, right? That's um, true. So, although, it, but it's not. It certain. does. It does always puzzle me when you see the scroll transform not just into the form of a person, but into all of their clothes as well. Like, how mm-hmm. far does that extend? You know, if you're morphing into somebody who's holding holding a phone in their hand, do you also grow a phone out of your hand? And if so, does it? work like a phone or is it just a piece of plastic is it, is yeah. it just a prop how how deep does this go uh it and i'm sure these two are not related but it does remind me of the bit in guardians of the galaxy volume two where rocket realizes that groot hates hats because he thinks hats are an extension of somebody's head and here <laughs> they are yeah, <laughs> scroll just yeah. grows a hat like it's part of the head exactly exactly um the the other one bit of info I will bring in from the comics about the scrolls is that uh, I don't think when they shape that they could do clothes, but technology is an area I don't know about. However, powers originally, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. they were able to mimic any like mutant powers or like the fantastic or all the that, 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 that stuff. However, there are some that do eventually like it is a mutation of the scrolls or something like that. There are super scrolls that can then mimic people's powers. Um, So 
that could potentially be something that's on the line here. Maybe they just morphed technology into that. And who knows? They're all super scrolls. I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But. The the other big losses this episode, besides fake Everett Ross for an uh, unbeknownst amount of time, is we found out that Talos' wife, Soren, uh, passed yes. away at some point. Uh, for some reason, we know that at least he believes it has something to do with Gravik and his group, but we don't have any details. We don't know how long it's been since this happened. And, yeah. and who else might have also been taken out in whatever event that was? I find that odd. Mm. That's one of the things of like we get so to, to skip ahead a, a little bit like we get Maria Hill's death at the end of this. And it's yes. not a, a, yes. a scroll. She does uh, not the change main event. Yes. In here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen a lot of people talking about that as being the big dead de de death in this first episode and then i don't see Absolutely. as many people t- talking about soren who some of you out there might be like who's soren like what what who <laughs> uh but it's it's one of those details that both in like superhero comics and spy espionage stuff that it's like mm-hmm. it happened off screen we're, we're right. hearing that people mention it but is that exactly what happened is he right. just saying this that is he lying <laughs> Is is this is, he is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? Yeah, it's that. Ex- it could be that exact move. Exactly, exactly. Where yeah, we we don't know. Maybe she is undercover in with uh, what's his name? Gigigigavik is is that it? Gravik. Gravik. I forgot the R there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or she could potentially be um. What's her name playing the MI six? Uh, Coleman. Yeah. Mm. Um. There's there's all sorts of possibilities here, and that was the tagline of the comics. I'm sure it it is will absolutely be a recurring theme here in the show. I'm just like who who do you trust? Yeah. We like it's gonna become difficult. Is the Nick Fury on screen gonna be the correct Nick Fury? I don't know. Uh, we we have reason to believe he is not that anybody couldn't be anybody, but I think what they did with setting up Talos and Soren are Nick, uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill is leading us to believe that if the two of them are together in the scene, that it, is Nick I, Fury. I just mean that's like, not anybody else, etc. I just mean like down down the road. Could there be sure. a and switch, right? Like, could there be, could they intercept him somewhere and then send in the other scroll? But we don't get that scene where he got intercepted until later on, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like, at some point, you have to question the Nick Fury that you think is real. Like, who knows? Nick might be dead. What if that's Horan? I don't know. Conspiracy theory hat is on right now, you guys. <laughs> it's fun. I'm having a blast. Have I, have I ever shown you this comic somebody drew and put on Twitter when the final season of Lost was airing, where Amelia Earhart steps out of the jungle and Sawyer's like, Amelia Earhart? She's like, yes, Sawyer, you are my son and I am your son. And then it just says, tune in next week. 
We could be getting that wild. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Absolutely. But to, talk, um, but to talk about Maria Hill, she's a character I've always enjoyed. I think people in general ooh. have always liked Maria Hill, but we've. Yeah. Watching this episode really makes me realize we do not know a thing about her. Nick Fury, also a very secretive, very sort of direct professional character. He's there to do a job. He's not here to socialize. We still know things about him. We know like what his grandfather did for a living and how he likes his sandwiches. I don't think we've learned a single characteristic or trait or, or hobby or anything about Maria Hill. Yeah. And watching this episode made, made me very sad. At the end, it made me very sad that we never, maybe we will in, in, in flashbacks or like Fury will eulogize her or something. I would hope she would get her whole own Black Widow treatment and we see a previous Maria Hill adventure from out of time. But yeah. it's, it, it makes me sad, but I think that is effective. If what yeah. this show wants to do, if its primary goal is it's... to shock you, characters you of love course if we, might not make it right and if yeah and it, to kill a character who does feel like she's been around for a long time and her story isn't complete because they never really started a story with her she's really just a support staff for the other protagonists like yes it's going to take you by surprise you know if you see a character who feels like they've had an entire run like if Hawkeye showed up in the show, you're like, oh, I bet they're killing Hawkeye. Hawkeye feels like he's he's done plenty already, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I. That is kind of the unfortunate thing about a six episode mm. mini series, right? You know that if someone like Hawkeye shows up, it's like, I bet you they're a squirrel or like they're right. probably <laughs> or they will probably going to die. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, Alien some or bigger name. dead. Yeah. Are, are the two results that can happen to you <laughs> exactly um yeah I, I i this is one of the things that i am worried about is in a six episode show mm. will they have enough runway to really tell the story that they need to mm -hmm. potentially they absolutely mm -hmm. could um i i i i think they can definitely do it i also know that some of the other six episode marvel shows maybe didn't stick the landing as well right they had all the ingredients or they just didn't hmm. the, the cake somehow came out messed up um so i yeah like i'm if if the start was this strong i'm i'm wondering like how are they gonna raise the stakes down yeah. down the road and i know some of our other critiques of the marvel shows is that they're they're kind of separated from the movies in the sense that it's like it's cool if you've seen them but if you haven't like you're really not missing anything mm. like the end mm. the end of those avengers movies we know that that Chris Evans gives the Captain America shield yes. to uh, to Falcon there. So we know he's going to be the next one. So in Captain America yeah. 4, when he has that, that continuity is still there. Yes. But also there's a whole show about him dealing with like the weight of accepting that um mm -hmm. and if like that's great context if you've seen it but if you haven't you're still fine so mm. 
I really hope that this is a show that yeah. we can point to and be like, this is required viewing. Like, like this will change the status quo of the MCU going forward, or, or at, at mm-hmm. least, at least in a way that this is what the world looks like going forward. Yeah. Um, because I, I think what they've done with the scrolls is actually really really smart of like Mm -hmm. yeah they got saved they they are kind of the 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 refugees they are looking for a new home planet that was promised to to them 30 years ago and Mm -hmm. now they're restless now they're angry with nick fury for not having come through on his promise and it's like you you guys just disappeared and abandoned us like they are rightfully upset they're rightfully angry um which i i i think is super smart that's like that seems like a great natural progression in a way that i don't think really any of us were thinking about um which is yeah yeah, fan fantastic stuff there Mm -hmm. yeah i i will miss maria one of the fun things about maria hill is because she is in this secret clandestine always up to something like watching out for people when they don't know she's watching out for them sort of position she you could go into any marvel project and wonder Maybe Maria Hill will show up in this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of sad to know we don't get to play that game anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I enjoyed the time we spent with her while, while she was here. And it is, I, in terms of a narrative escalation, I think an appropriate appetizer to, to what may be uh, further courses in this meal of intrigue. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed the sequence at the end, uh, there when they are looking for these bombs and you see the get like when, when Gravik finally shows himself after he's been like leading Nick Fury through the crowd and you see all of these different people that he's come in contact with just to kind of tip him off that like, I've been close this whole time and you didn't know it or or like maybe you did but i like now like it's confirmation that i was there the entire time um which i i yeah i i love that i i thought that was a a great sequence Mm -hmm. there um there was i like that whole final Oh, good I just want to say Please. I like the whole final set piece at that carnival that that fair I think it's which is a, a common set piece but there's something about that one that feels like very specific they've got they're 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 located in Russia and you've got these things at least I a westerner believe to be uh the pieces of Russian culture like the like the actra acrobats and the big the mm-hmm. matryoshka like blow up dolls and things like it, it it gives it, it at least as far as I can tell something a bit more specific than just generic crowded street event. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, there, there, there was one Easter egg that I kind of wanted to point out uh, and I don't remember exactly what it is. Oh, I, now I do. Um, I, I, I was like looking it up on Google a little bit or earlier to be like, what was it exactly? It was something to do with the president. 
Um, and uh-huh. it was the the person in this show that is playing the president uh, is, is one of three people who either have played the president in the MCU or will. Um, yes. We have President Ellis, who we saw in mm. uh, Iron Man 3 and I think in some of the like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. T- T- yeah. TV shows and, and stuff like that. Uh, we have this guy. Um, I, I forget his Prison, name. Is it Ritson? Ritson? President Ritson? Something like that. And then we also know that when Harrison Ford plays uh, Thunderbolt Ross is that he will be President Ross. So I think the yes. like implication is that whoever this guy is, something's happening to him. Uh, right, which is <laughs> he, he will be assassinated. He will be a scroll, and then and, and they will take him down. Perhaps he's like, this is too much. I resign. Maybe like something takes out a, a, a the first lady or, or whoever the first spouse may be. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's like, I got to take care of my kids and alien killed my partner. Like there's. Death seems the most likely, but there are a lot of things that could happen to cause this shakeup. In addition to just, I mean, it seems kind of silly. In the wake of like, hey, there was this secret invasion that happened under my watch. We need a strong military leader like like Thunderbolt Ross here to step up. And maybe then that's how and why he starts the Thunderbolts. Right. Um, Yeah. Or wait, that is could be. That their name is that who I'm thinking of? The Thunderbolts. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. I was gonna say it. Like I think I, I was mean, mixing that up. It could be all sorts of things. Maybe that's a president from an alternate dimension. Maybe there's a time jump. Who knows quite yet? We'll know in know. a couple weeks, I guess. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that was kind of the one kind of interesting Easter egg of just yeah. like, hmm. which is we know that yeah, someone which else is, is cast as the president down the road. <laughs> Interesting. They could have just it's big enough news. Harrison Ford is the new Thunderbolt Ross. They didn't have to tell us he will be the president. So I have always been puzzled. Why did they give us this piece of information? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What if you are taking away a possible surprise of what will happen to President Ritson? What other tricks do you have up your sleeve to make up for the loss of this one surprise? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's most of what I have to say, but I Mm -hmm. also want to loop back around to the start and talk a little bit about the opening credits. Uh, Yeah, there there is some controversy surrounding uh, these. I think rightly so. Um, But um, Melissa, I know before we started recording, you said that you also wanted to talk about them a little bit. What do you think of them? First off, I think it is interesting we have opening credits. I think every other show has had big end credits. I don't know if there's any narrative uh, reason for that other than just variety or something like that, or maybe just breaking up these longer episodes. Mm -hmm. These are like 50, 55 minutes. I'm not sure if the other shows have gone quite that long. But I thought they were interesting. They're really eerie and creepy. And with all these sort of morphs between like human faces and scroll faces, and it's kind of abstract. And then I learned that they were AI generated. And I'm like, oh, that explains it. Like every time you look at like AI art, it does have that sort of blurriness and lack of like distinct lines and, and shapes and things, which 
I, I, I will say it fits the tone of the show. There is at least like a thematic connection uh, and an effectiveness. I mean, not knowing that before I watched the, the opening credits, like there is a vibe you get off of the opening credits that you don't get from anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to say that, yeah, I, I think the fact that the, these credits were made by AI really sucks. Um, like it, it like there are people that could have made this and they could have gotten paid. And I think coming off the back of Marvel and, and kind of Disney in, in general, but especially Marvel MCU stuff kind of being a critiqued as like hey the cgi isn't looking as great as it used to and then hearing the artists speaking out being like yeah that's because they're like they're crunching us they're they're overworking us they're underpaying us all of that stuff i don't remember her name i think it was victoria alonzo there was something yes. with her that i i think it had to do with something else but uh like she I, I think is no longer in that pos mm. position and she was ahead of some of the like visual effects departments something something and so i think on the back of stuff like that they opt to go with well if you guys are complaining we'll just go with no one making this and instead it's an ai it it's it that move sucks. That move really I, sucks. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say I don't have any background knowledge for specifically how the thing was put together. Like, I don't know who runs the thing, who is there like coaching the AI to give it what they yeah. want it to give it. Or if it's like, well, if uh, our, our normal people we work with are overworked, do we have a less labor intensive strategy we can use at the moment? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this is something that's going to work in other contexts, but given the narrative and the uh, the, the sort of emotion in this show, the, what the what the credits look like, I think fits it. I will say that I don't. Yes. I don't. Of yeah, course, I, you could get many talented artists that could also achieve something very effective, but I when I watch it, it, it doesn't feel ineffective. Yeah, that that I will agree with at the very least. I think tonally and stylistically, it's an interesting mm -hmm. choice the way the, that thing looks. Because yeah, they like the the pictures are morphing and moving, and things just look slightly off and mixed together. And sometimes you can't tell what's human and what's scroll and uh, yeah. and and stuff like that. I I, I think the idea behind whatever prompt they wrote to create this or whatever like stylistic uh like touchstones that they were pulling on like that's that stuff makes sense um and it fits um i, I just i wish it was made by actual people um mm -hmm. so but yeah there you go i yeah i i still had a blast with this i think this is off to a great start um and we shall see we uh will be back here for the next five weeks yeah joe in this here um so i'm excited to talk about it week in and week out melissa do you have any other kind of last final thoughts that you want to add to stuff here oh i'm enjoying it so far i kind of regret saying i thought the opening credits look cool <laughs> i'm sorry no, if I, I hurt anybody's feelings i i i think you're fine like i i agree 
Gurry, I think stylistically they look good. Um, it's just yeah, the made by artificial intelligence. Anyways, um, cool. Well, that will wrap us up for our reaction to Marvel's Secret Invasion episode one. Like I said, we'll be back next week uh, for episode two. Uh, in the meantime, we also have a spoiler cast for The Flash, if you would like to go check th that out. Uh, and uh, lots more stuff here on the Reactor Core feed. But M Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, and if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, we got plenty of other videos on th this side, that side. There you go uh, for you to check out. I'll put that f that flash spo spoiler ca cast up there. Uh, but yeah, this has been number 122 of the Whatnots Reactor Core. We will see you all next time. Bye.